0: Now is the part where I'm going to say, you're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 185, side A. give me five podcast. It's a semi entertaining show. I'm the entertaining part. They're the semi part. About <laughs> oh, very I'm entertaining things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see that's what I did. I knew I knew it would be more entertaining if I got you to say that you have a semi. That's right. <laughs> Thus I did that just there. We talk about all sorts of pop culture stuff. We talk about books, we talk about music, we talk about whatever came out this week and we found interesting and you guys listen to it and we love you for it and we also talk about florida occasionally too so that's what we do my name is wellington wetworth jr and i'm joined joined by daphne gilfin
1: hello governor
0: and dr strange snork snork (laughs) this week we're going to talk about love death and robots season two Dead Again in Tombstone, which is a movie that came out a little while ago, mm-hmm. and Bruce Lee, A Life, it which was, is a book. It was, in fact, a life. It was. A short life, sadly. Alas.
2: So, guys, this is a review show. There's probably going to be some spoilers. Uh, I don't know that we're... Well, We may maybe we'll spoil some of Love, Death, and Robots, but other than that, I don't know that anything will actually be spoiled um, as... Everyone is pretty familiar with Bruce Lee's life, and Dead End Tombstone really isn't worth spoiling. Uh, But we will try to avoid any major twists, so if we are talking about something you haven't seen read or listened to yet, use your own discretion, and please come
0: back later. Otherwise, address all hate mail to Greg. I want the hate mail. I always get the hate mail.
2: (laughs) Well, I get the prison. All love mail goes to Rob. Or.
1: Doctor Strange, snark. I got the mail from yes. the guys on death row, so I don't know how I feel. About well, but that's because it's weird that you say that. But... to all of them. <laughs> I'm just looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I was
0: I was actually with you in a prison.
1: Yeah. Oh my sir. god, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: Were Are you, you were you like cuddling?
0: Episode. Who was top? No, low? we went on the we went on a field trip to a prison, and he had very long hair at the time. And I still remember it to this day Where we were walking down the aisle And I hear this guy go Hey you Hey you Mr. Longhair
1: <laughs> Well and to be fair To this day I still have a great ass So yeah. That didn't help
0: What did he say he, he called you Mr. Longhair I remember that But then he said something Red else shirt. to you shirt yeah. yeah that's what it was, it was Yeah Mr. <laughs> shirt.
1: You want super, some of this Or something yeah, along those lines I'm popular lines, in yeah. prisons All across the country I don't like to talk about it Let's move on <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay fair enough so what is not news is that he is popular in prisons all over the country. <laughs> Everybody but, knows that. Yeah, that's like why waste our time? Everyone knows that. Oh, yeah. God damn it. But what is news is uh that the cast for Knives Out Two is coming together. Ooh. Have you seen any of these names? I have not. No. So Ryan Johnson, of course, did Knives Out One, who's a surprise hit. And uh, it was right up his alley, considering he had gotten slammed for the Star Wars movie he directed like earlier that year, I think, maybe year before. But the new the cast for Knives Out Two, of course, we got Daniel Craig again, Mm-hmm. Mr. Dave Batista. really nice, uh, Catherine Hahn, right off of her starring role or oh. semi-starring role in WandaVision, okay, uh, Ed Norton, so good actor, great right. actor there, Leslie Odom Jr who's an awesome actor, and he was uh, he was in a couple of the most recent...
2: Uh, Didn't uh, he play basketball?
0: Ad- Leslie Odom Jr., no. He was uh, on the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. He was uh, uh, Aaron Burr, but he's been in a bunch of TV shows and stuff. I think he's uh, on a one of the scripted shows. I, I don't really watch it. but uh, And Janelle Monet is another name that they have announced. The names are all good, and these are all really talented people. I'm always worried when there's this much talent in one cast because they did that with uh, True Detective Season 2 and there's all these big names. And then it was a shit show. And then, yeah, and then this, the season was terrible. And I don't want Knives Out 2 to be terrible. I want it to be good and I want it to be fun. So as long as they keep that in mind, it should be fun. And it's got Batista. He's got that movie. Isn't that coming
2: out uh, this week? Tomorrow?
0: Yep. Yeah, and we're going to review it next episode.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Now, we are all old. Uh, oh, does anyone else have any news before I move into the next one? Because people are sick of hearing me. Nope. Nope. Nothing. That's what happens when you guys are busy all the time. <clears throat> when you guys get busy, I have to talk more and everyone hates it. <laughs> I don't think anybody hates it. We are old, so we kind of miss the Goosebumps train, right? We I like, am,
2: however, the youngest one on the podcast now.
0: You are.
1: All right, I'll take the old one. That's fine. <laughs> Woo! <laughs>
0: That means, on, a, that means you're gonna have a finger in your butt a few months after us uh B- before <laughs> after like we'll, we'll already have had our proctology or what is it the what is the proctology exam thing
1: oh I thought you were talking, thought you, were talking <laughs> me. you thought you meant my prisoner. I'm like I think you've got oh. your
0: timelines reversed <laughs> no 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 Rob, Rob you'll be you'll be last we'll get to tell you actually I've already done it so I'm good you've signed up for the yeah. next one already yeah, I'm doing it weekly. Oh, God. That, it's actually the worst part about it is that crap you have to drink. Ugh. Anyway. The, uh... <laughs> Looking goosebumps. Looking as he does it. Oh, Jesus. That was... It's... The worst part is the erection. And I say, Doctor, is that normal? <laughs> Do you want it to be? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Uh Yes, I'm saying this for the fourth time. Goosebumps. We missed it. It came out when we were probably heading to college or maybe we were in high school. Like, like late Gumbly high pig. school. Yeah. Apparently there is the next level of Goosebumps books, which are a little bit darker and things can actually die and stuff, and that is called Fear Street. And the uh, it's becoming a show. It's The trailer mm-hmm. came out. Um, it's R.L. Stein, Fear Street, and it's going to be kind of that next level so all these kids that like goosebumps and they're seven eight well maybe not seven like eight nine ten years old they're now going to be able to graduate to fear street which actually it's uh three films and they're uh looking into the, i guess the town that all this stuff takes place in is shady side which actually is a place near pittsburgh but hmm. i doubt they're talking about that one and uh be. it looks pretty good um the first one is set in 1994. It's a, like a typical slasher film, including a killer in a Halloween mask. Part two is set in 1978, and that's more of a Friday the 13th kind of thing where stuff happens on a uh, on a camp. And part three is set in 1666, mm-hmm. and uh, it looks like uh, it actually shows a person with their eyes gouged out. So it's probably more of a supernatural, like, witch kind of thing. So,
1: so this one's pretty heavy. heavy. Said, like, it doesn't sound like... Like Goosebumps was more kid friendly, although it was actually pretty yeah. creepy for that age group. But mm-hmm. this sounds like really heavy. Yeah, eyes gouged out. Like that's.
0: know well, he was saying it was a it was a step up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably young adult.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> that's pretty crazy.
0: You know, high school kids, maybe more mature uh, middle school kids. Yeah. Or slightly immature forty-year-olds. So I'm all I over it. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> So, those are those are the two big little bits or big little bits, big bits of news that uh, I thought were kind of interesting
1: this week. So, um, I uh, quick question: anything interesting going on in Florida? Never, ever, ever. <clears throat> are you sure? Yeah,
2: it's 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 a yeah, it's a very boring state. It's practically it's so boring. It's practically
0: Delaware down here. <laughs> <laughs> Delaware Hey, I'm in, We're in Delaware. Delaware Yeah, there is something Uh, You know, uh, Florida is a weird place And there are people trying to get out of here And one of these people Has decided that he was going to drive Back to where he is from That's a problem Because he is from Cuba <laughs> Did he really try to drive to Cuba? He did. That man is Ignacio Luis La Gomez. He was acu- accused of speeding away from a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission officer during a traffic stop, going about a hundred miles an hour in a forty-five mile per hour uh, zone. And when he was finally caught again, they said, well, "You know, what the hell are you doing?" He said he was he was trying to drive to Cuba. He was a uh, 24-year-old dude, and uh, he was on US1, on which is basically down there. It's the if you guys have not ever been to the Keys out there, uh, the it's basically a two-way road that drive it goes straight down the Keys, right? With like the occasional offshoot to like for houses and maybe to feed uh, giant ass fish. But so this dude was going very quickly on that road when he was basically tr- hoping, I assume, to jump to Cuba,
1: maybe. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard style. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Now, I decided to do the math on this. Uh, From the very end of Key West, Cuba is how far away, do you know? 90 miles. It's about 90 miles, 94 miles, depending.
2: Because it's like 70 to the Dry Tortugas.
0: Yeah. So it's about 94 miles to 90 miles, right? The farthest a car has ever jumped is uh, 81.99 meters. That, yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Yeah, especially at 100 miles an hour. I, was try- I could not figure out, like, I was trying to do the math on, like, how fast the car would be going, have to be going, in order to make that jump. It is n- way more than 100 miles per hour.
1: <laughs> it's like, way, so way like more. And it too. would
0: probably need wings.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Listen, the speed and the takeoff is not the problem. It's the landing that's that hurts, you know? That's true. So well, that's, I believe if it's Cuba, you
0: land in, a big, land in a big pile of, like, delicious cigars and mojitos. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cigars and mojitos. Sounds like one of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs>
0: landing a car jump into that. So, yes, Mr. Ignacio uh, Luis La Madrid Gomez, you did not make it to Cuba, but you did make it onto the Give Me Five podcast congratulations sir <laughs> how, how bad is America that he's trying to get back to Cuba I they didn't mention that he was drinking but I don't know so uh, Rob let's talk about our patrons not specifically because you know at to least talk, talk about of, each one individually <laughs> I mean this this could this could be a while here yeah like um, at least two, at least two of them might be on the lam from something so oh no, let's just talk about how to become a patron oh well, because when you need more just in case be those down. two get picked up, yeah,
2: soon be down by two. Well, we do have a patreon, and if you would like to join our patreon and get access to our discord chat where we discuss things like the movies our give me five for the week, uh just various topics all throughout the week. You can go to patreon.com slash giveme5podcast, and for just $5 a month, you get access to our Discord chat, you get early access to the movie that we're doing, you get early access to the top five list, you can even submit your own lists, and you get a special birthday episode, which I think we're going to have one coming up, where we get a, where we do a custom top five list about you. And there are higher ranges where you can get access to things like the show's note, and you can even join us for an episode and curate your own episode
0: coming soon. A patron-curated show in the next month or so. We just have to mm. schedule it and make it happen. <clears throat> I think it'll be a good Make one. it so, number one. And I'm excited about that. That was a fun, that was a fun episode. Last time we did it, it was Jaws. It was. We have, a we have to, of we have to actually movie. cover a good movie, as opposed to the garbage that we are about to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, for uh, the record, I did not pick this one
0: yeah sorry but but you guys out there will have to check out episode side b 185 side b which will be out on monday as you listen to this so uh thank you for the to the patrons and let's talk about dead again in tombstone a movie that came out a while ago and rob found it and was like let's watch it and then told me about it and i decided not to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one who watched it.
1: well, well it was a hard pass n- well you,
2: i I came across this movie as i was as I was thumbing through Netflix, you know how how you discover new shows on Netflix. you just turn it on and it's got that big banner across it and um anyway, dedicated and Tombstone was released on November twelfth of twenty seventeen so it's a relatively older flick um it's directed by Roel Rene. Rene. Stars Danny Trejo, Jake Busey, Alicia Rotaru, Michelle Rios, and other people. Um, the synopsis is, Guerrero returns from the dead once more to protect a stolen relic from getting into the hands of a gang of soldiers, which will ultimately cause hell upon Earth. So... Obviously by the title, Dead Again in Tombstone is a sequel. And I looked into it, and everybody said that the first one was even worse. And I'm like, oh, God. Because my <laughs> my initial thoughts when I saw this, I was like, what the shit? How tall is, <laughs> how tall is Danny Trejo? Because there were some scenes... That, you know what, this movie just isn't good. But, honestly, the only reason I was watching it was because of the picture that they had on that little Netflix banner. And that picture was of Danny Trejo, dressed as a cowboy, riding a buffalo. (laughs) A goddamn buffalo, there it is.
0: and I'm like, oh, uh, this this needs to be watched. I, I'm going to jump in here, and I am almost positive the second you saw that, you called me to tell me about it.
2: I well, yeah, I did. Or I text, said either called or texted
0: one. Or I texted two, but, you and said we need to watch this movie, and you were and like, I was like, sure, Rob, okay. I was like, yeah, that'll be awesome. And then you told me about. it. I said, it'll be awesome that I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So,
2: yeah, Jake Busey is in it. And, yeah, there's some story about Trejo being some kind of ghost rider, which is, I think, kind of where the story was ripped off from, because he's, like, back from the dead, and he's here to collect souls and send them to the devil, I guess, Um, in exchange for being able to get his revenge in the first movie. Um, I guess his brother killed him in the first movie. I I don't know. I didn't really look that far into it. I didn't care. Um but they, I mean they, they really don 't hold to the to the story anyway. I mean Trejo kind of does whatever the hell he wants. The devil finds a new lackey to send him souls uh he makes a deal with jake busey 's character and it's it's generally just a really huge mess and there's some terrible acting by Danny trejo and i I didn't realize he couldn't really act. I mean, he plays the silent enforcer really well, but I mean, when you have when you give him lines, it all, it all kind of falls apart.
0: Uh, for the record, Mister Trejo, this is Rob's opinion, <laughs> not the opinion of Omar and myself. So when you exact, I mean, don't, don't
2: get me wrong. I, I still watch a lot of his shit just because I love Danny Trejo. Okay, okay.
1: the opinions but, regarding the very strong, scary man <laughs> uh, are Rob's we love you. Well, well, wait wait
2: wait till I get a little bit further into this cuz <laughs> because the other thing that this movie illustrated to me I had never Okay, so if you're shooting a movie with Danny <laughs> Trejo, one thing you should never do is film a scene with Danny Trejo at a downward angle. <laughs> why and and the reason you should never film danny trejo at a downward angle is because it makes him look like a midget oh there were a couple of scenes in this movie that i was like what what the hell is that he he looks like a little person and it didn't help it did i swear to god it didn't help that they didn't alter his wardrobe they just handed him like a regular cowboy duster and said, here, put this on. It'll be great. And it hung to the friggin' ground.
1: That's so funny.
2: And I'm oh, like, Dust- dusters aren't supposed to be that long. What are you, wh- why, what
0: happened? <laughs> um, Did they alter the buffalo?
2: The, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I was, I was just so perplexed by the scenes. I, I actually had to look up how tall he was. That is? He's 5'6", for the record. Wow, really? He's adorable. He is 5'6". And without seeing this movie, I would have never known that. You know why? Because nobody else in their right mind, when they cast Danny Trejo, films him in a downward freaking angle. They film him in a way that makes him look intimidating, and it is not making him look like... They almost
0: always... Yeah, like I've seen that low angle shot. They shoot up and he's got like you know he'll be like chewing on a toothpick or a person's arm or something right
2: and he's got that real menacing look to him
0: right they'll yeah. like spit on a scorpion and it dies <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah but i swear to god there were a couple of scenes where they had this downward shot of him and i'm like what is that why does he look so short how tall is he no no yeah n- again should...
0: the rest the rest of the Give me five podcast does not believe danny treyer to be short and that is 100 rob's opinion
1: Oh, by the way, just, uh we live in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> just I just, just wanted to there. tell you guys. I just <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. Just yeah. Wisconsin.
0: I have no desire to know what my own entrails taste like. So <laughs> so, so what um, would you would you say uh people should see this movie? I would not say that. No.
2: Okay. From what I understand, it was better than the first one, which isn't saying much, because I guess the first one was, was god-awful. But my this question is, how is was... that possible? Like How is it possible? <laughs> yeah. It was worse. And they I just, swear to God, there was, a scene where he, there was a scene where Danny Trejo walks into a bar and kills a whole bunch of people and walks up to the bar and starts drinking, and for no effing reason, it is raining on Danny Trejo... Uh, in the in- bar. Okay. In the nice. one spot that he's standing. Okay. It is not raining anywhere else, <laughs> but on top of Danny Trejo in the bar. And I'm like, why don't you just take a step to the side? And he's and he's drinking he's drinking this little this little cup of liquor and he's like shaking the water off of it. And I'm like, dude, just step, just just step to the right. <laughs> just step out of the rain. There's obviously a hole in the roof. I don't know what's going on here or why you're standing in the rain, but whatever. All right.
0: It, this was not supposed to be a comedy. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I was just so
2: dumb. I, th- I honestly think I was stunned from the downward views of Danny Trejo okay. that I, I lost track of everything else in the movie. I think I spent the rest of the movie looking up how tall he was.
0: If I wasn't scared, I would totally call this, this episode the Downward Views of Danny Trejo, but that's not that's happening. Not gonna work. No. You totally we, need to call it that. <laughs> no, that's, there's no possible way that doesn't end with one of us dead.
1: It's fine, since we live in Wisconsin. <laughs> it <Yes>. doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> mm, this cheese is delicious. Oh, my God. Nothing how about Wisconsin them cheese?
1: Packers? <laughs> ah, love them. Here's my yeah. thing. A bunch of people in a room and said, hey, how was that first movie? Eh, not so good. You know what we should do? Make another one. (laughs) And then everyone (laughs) else went, yes. That's a great idea. They got
0: it right this time. Good on you.
1: What could go wrong?
0: That's a sequel? Because we didn't hear about the first one. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about something completely different now. Because I just got finished with a really, really, really good book called Bruce Lee, A Life. And I did not know much about, about Bruce Lee, but I wanted to because you hear a lot of crazy stories about him, and obviously you know, the the myth becomes legend thing. So I was wondering, you know, what what that's all about. So this book came out in uh, June fourth on June fourth of two thousand nineteen. So it's been out for a little while as well. It was written by Matthew Polly, who apparently has also written a lot of other books about Shaolin and and stuff like that. But it's it's like exhaustively researched this thing. It's like six hundred pages. Uh, synopsis, the definitive biography of film legend Bruce Lee, who made martial arts a global phenomenon, bridged the divide between Eastern and Western cultures, and smashed long-held stereotypes of Asians and Asian Americans. Um, so like I said, my my initial thoughts picking this up was, I know some of the stories, uh, what's real, what's not real, and then the history behind it too, because you always hear things like, bridging the gap and all that and pretty much the entire time that we've been alive uh china was open to us and and hong kong and stuff like that so it's yeah because of nixon right like he was the i guess the first president that went over there we kind of we we it hasn't been as mysterious but we do know that based on movies from the 80s that there was this like feeling of like asian uh mysticism and stuff like that so um up this book it was uh you know I don't want to completely recap the biography but as you guys know I have a hard time remembering names especially if they're strange names or non-American names Um, like well Steve can he can tell you guys oh wait sorry what was your name again you, the, the blonde one in the hat. What's your name? Snork, Snorkelson or something. Doctor Strange Snork.
2: <laughs> Doctor? That's Doctor Strange Snork.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now like but this movie takes a very complicated history, like three or four generations before Bruce Lee and explains it in a way that I understood, you know. There's actually he's he's Eurasian. Uh, has Eurasian blood in him because he was uh, he has some family I guess that were over in Holland and so it leads up to that obviously Um, you know I I don't want to recap the entire book like I said but there are a couple little things I found interesting that I will just kind of bring to the the party here Uh, first of all you know when you guys are watching uh, karate movies and there's always those like crazy street fights where like an entire kitchen full of like chefs like runs out into the street with their giant knives Mm -hmm. and start fighting randomly Okay. I always thought that was just, like, a thing that they would do in karate movies. Right? Like, you're just like, okay, uh, they need a place that has knives, and it'll be funny, and people will fight in the back alley with these chefs and stuff. Apparently, that actually used to happen. Like, in Hong Kong, right after World War II, these type of street fights actually happened. With, like, chefs swinging knives at each other and slicing each other and stuff. So, like, that's not fake, apparently. But... I, I found Gang that interesting.
2: Around with meat cleavers.
0: Yeah, there was a reason for it. I, th- I don't remember if it was just like territorial stuff or like recipe stuff or or shortness of food, just because of there was just a giant war and Japan kind of didn't leave China in such a good place. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, Bruce Lee was actually discovered. He was, you know, he came over to America. He was a karate teacher and he was doing these various tournaments. He was discovered in 1964 at the Long Beach Karate Championships. By a person named Jay Sebring. Does that name sound familiar to anyone?
1: Jay Sebring does sound familiar. Jay Sebring yep. had something to do with the doors. Right?
0: Uh he was uh, I believe he was a hairstylist for them.
1: He was a, that's right. He was a hairstylist for Jim Morrison.
0: Yep. Boom. He he discovered uh Bruce Lee in nineteen sixty four. Or did he fu- discover Bruce Lee's hair? <laughs> no, he dis- he discovered he well, see the hair size was a little bit different. He was this guy was be a tastemaker in like fabulous 60s Hollywood. So he was friends with a whole bunch of people and if he went to this thing and was doing hair for Jim Morrison and Steve McQueen and was like, "Oh, there's this really cool dude." Like it was barely useful. In fact, he was so good at this, he was also a very close personal friend of uh Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Oh, and was in, and was then murdered by Charles Manson's gang. <laughs> Wow. For just five years later, so he found Bruce Lee, and then five years later was dead because um, he had used to, he had dated uh, Sharon Tate and was there as a friend. Um, as a result of this, this is another kind of weird factoid. Bruce Lee was actually a suspect in the Manson murders before they had any idea what was going on. Because really? yeah, so they basically. At the time, they assumed that whoever it was, they didn't realize it was a gang of people. They they knew nothing, but they were like this per these this person, not realizing it was people, or maybe knowing it was a few people, was really good with weapons. So who better than someone that's good at weapons than a karate master? But also, um, there was a pair of glasses that was found next to the bodies, next to Sharon Tate's body. It was a pair of horn rim glasses. Well, at one point bruce lee was help was teaching roman polanski like a few months later because everyone everyone was like buying guard dogs and getting guns and learning self-defense and all that stuff right after this happened because again no one knew it was up so bruce lee was like oh i can't really see that because i lost my glasses so roman Polanski's like oh shit so he was like okay i'll bring you to be i'll i'll pay for you to get some new glasses because he had apparently got a, a, gl- a lens thingy, like the thing that tests the thickness of the lens.
2: Mm-hmm. So he
0: brings Bruce Lee to get these new glasses, and thankfully, well, oh, he didn't do it anyway, but thankfully the lenses were different, so Roman Plansky was able to, like, cross that off of his list. I thought that was really fucking crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Uh, So you learn that, you know, this, this old Hollywood stuff, like, it's from an era I don't really know well about Hollywood, because mm-hmm. you always hear about, like... Steve McQueen was the coolest and all that stuff. And, like, I know so little about them. Like, all these the people that, like, Quentin Tarantino and people talk about. But um he was super friendly with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which we know Bruce Lee was. Roman Polanski, Sharon Tate, which I said. Dean Martin, he trained. He trained James Garner, James Coburn. He was really close friends with Steve McQueen and was trying to get Steve McQueen to help him find, like, gigs before he was, like, acting, like, in a bunch of things. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like they were super close. Like Steve McQueen? Yeah. For the most part, except Steve McQueen was also old school Hollywood, like, asshole. And he's like, hey, yeah, look, I, I'm here to make me, we're friends, but I'm here to make me money, not you. So if there's any roles, I'm taking them.
1: That sounds like Hollywood, but yeah. it also sounds like this story has, like, all those truth, you know, truth is stranger than fiction stories mm-hmm. from old mm-hmm. Hollywood that are probably yeah. just, like, fascinating. Like, I yeah. didn't oh, know he it's, was it's... a suspect for the for the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Like, that's unbelievable.
0: Yep. And then, uh, so Bruce Lee, like, he would, as he was leaving, apparently, from wherever this meeting was with Steve McQueen, he was like, I, I'm i going to surpass Steve McQueen in fame. And he kind of did, but he was dead when it happened. Uh, also, I did not understand, I didn't know there was a thing called the, the John Wayne Punch. I almost said the Bruce Wayne Punch, but do you know what the John Wayne Punch is? John Wayne Punch? Yeah. Is
2: that, like, the knockout punch or whatever?
0: Yeah, it's the one-punch fall. Okay. Like, every movie had the, you know, one person walks up to the other, one punch, go down, move on to the next scene. Cantonese opera, which is what Bruce Lee's father did in, in uh, I guess, China, Hong Kong, wherever, uh, they would do, like, extremely long fight scenes. Like, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of fully choreographed fighting. Bruce Lee combined them both and ended up with what we see today where there's blocks part you know you block you fight back you block you fight back that person falls down the next person comes up same thing that a person might have gotten up again but they just kind of bounce back and forth that's that so like it used to just be one punch fall down but bruce lee would kind of when he was doing choreography and all that brought some of the cantonese style to the karate movies and what led after it was like that's really cool
2: Hmm.
0: so it's a really interesting book um, like you said, the, the truth is fi- the stranger than fiction thing, like, you know, it's, it, it's very sad that he died right as he reached fame, Yeah, you know, like, well, for but, those of you.
2: But I, I would, I would argue that he did in fact surpass Steve McQueen. I mean, you ask, you ask people oh, yeah. today if they know who Steve McQueen is, you know, maybe a handful of people will, but you ask them who Bruce Lee is. Everybody knows who Bruce Lee is.
0: Yeah. And like, I, it got me, I was, I'm going to do a quiz someday of like which dead celebrities. You know, we actually have a little bit of time. Shall, shall I do the quiz? The sure. dead celebrity quiz? Sure. Dead uh, celebrity quiz. Well, we I am pulling a uh little quiz right out of the air here since we are talking about dead celebrities. So the reason why I've decided to do this is because Bruce Lee was you as you're saying was uh you know, wanted to surpass Steve McQueen, and I think he did. And you know, I at least one college dorm you've been in in, in your life has a Bruce Lee poster on the wall or whatever. And...
1: I had one from Enter the Dragon when I was a kid. Yep.
0: The see poster. there you go. In 2014, and I believe also in 2013, Bruce Lee was number uh, 12 in 2013, number 10 in 2014 on the most money-making uh, deceased celebrities list. He made uh, $7 million and $9 million in mm. those two years. The $9 million year was uh, the year that he was in a commercial where they, like, overdubbed him. It was like a Super Bowl commercial or something. Uh, and ironically, Steve McQueen was number 11 that year. So in 2014, he actually did beat Steve McQueen, money-making-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to go with the 2020 list. And can you guys tell me what, who are the, uh, at least some in the top, we'll say top 10, but there's 2000, there's 13 people in the 2020 list. Most money-making celebrities. Some of them are obvious. Some of them are depressing because they might've died that year.
2: I was going to say, are they on the list because they have a movie that came out after they died?
0: Uh, well, celebrities can also involve athletes. Mm hmm. Um, so, so I'm Kobe. looking. Yeah, so Kobe is in there as number six. Um, and some of them are rappers that may or may not have gotten shot or overdosed on things. So you won't know that one because I don't know who that person I, yeah, is I won't know that. Juice World.
1: Uh, so he was yeah. number seven. I've heard, oh, I've heard the person, name, but I don't
0: know. Yeah, 15 million. Kobe, 20 million. Uh, the other ones are. One of them actually you have a very close connection with, Rob. Like they used to come over to my house for dinner? Like, <laughs> that's fair. Like you go someplace, you go someplace with their name on them, on it. Most no, of most Wal- of the days you were, no,
2: Walt Disney, nope.
0: Arnold Palmer. Think Golf. Yep. Really? Yeah, he's number four. $25 million.
1: Um, what about uh, Black Panther?
0: Uh, not on there. I don't believe there was. Well, there was a couple movies, but they were. They, he had already probably gotten paid for them. So technically, at time. it does make the list. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Number one is a musician. Just a rapper.
1: <laughs> uh, the,
0: the king. Actually, two of them are kings
1: Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley.
0: Elvis. Yep. Yeah. Michael Jackson, number one, 48 million. Number five, Elvis Presley, 23 million.
2: Wow. Is Tupac on there?
0: Nope. <laughs> oh. Uh, Two and three are... uh, One of them is an author slash artist, and the other one is a cartoonist. That's number two and three. Stanley. Nope. No? I was surprised at that, too. Well, Stanley didn't have the rights to any of his stuff. That was a big sticking point. I did not know that. Bill Schultz. uh, Charles Schultz is number three. Charles Schultz. You knew what I meant. Yep. Peanuts. Yes. Okay, so the other one... In number two... Huh? That was number three. So one is Michael Jackson, three is Charles Schultz, four is Arnold Palmer, five is F. Elvis Presley, six Kobe Bryant, seven Juice World. Uh, but number number uh, two in the news fairly recently, for no reason whatsoever, honestly. But um, Doctor Seuss is number uh, two. Because yes. oh. everyone has kids and everyone buys all the
1: yeah, Doctor Seuss fair. books, and definitely in the news lately.
2: Yeah. And who uh, rounds out the top ten? Who are
0: uh, 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 reggae. Bob Marley. Little round glasses and uh, musician. Glasses. Uh, John Lennon. Yoko, yeah. John Lennon's number nine. Number ten, Prince. Number eleven, Freddie Mercury. Number twelve, another Beatle, George Harrison. And number thirteen, Where's Marilyn that? Monroe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then that's it's actually interesting 'cause the the list doesn't change all that much unless someone dies that year, I've noticed. Like the two thousand nineteen list is pretty much the same, different order. Uh Nipsey Hustle is in there.
1: It's and now Juice uh, World instead of Nipsey Hussle.
0: Yeah, and Triple X Tentation, who was shot at the car dealership in Fort Lauderdale. I remember him. Uh,
2: DMX might be in there next year.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Whitney Houston. That's fair. Yeah. So Kind of interesting. I'm actually very surprised. I mean, Michael Jackson's been number one nonstop, but I'm very surprised in 2020 after that documentary came out. Yeah, now but was I, I, damning
1: his stuff still sells. Like it doesn't matter. And Prince is going to be up there for a while, for a while. Um, yeah, true. Uh, you know, I mean, Elvis died. Right I, I have a very hard time before. listening to Michael yeah.
0: Jackson. What's that? After watching that document, I have a very hard time. Yeah,
1: listening.
2: and I don't know. I don't disagree
1: I, necessarily. I'm just saying that. A lot of people don't think about it that way. Like his stuff sells, and it's stuff his stuff is on the radio. He's making.
2: I, I think it's a bit of a double standard, but <clears throat>
1: That's I had this conversation it. I can't for another even watch
2: time.
0: It. I can't do it. Yeah, because no, I was even at like the other day. I was eating outside of Chicken Guy at Disney Springs, and they were playing some uh, uh, Michael Jackson. and I was like, because it's it, not only it's bad when you when you hear it in general, like even if I am alone in a car, but like it's even worse when I am there with my family. Or you're in yeah, a place that has kids. That, yeah, exactly. That was, that was exactly my thought. It was like – because, like, you see your kid dancing and it's like – We are the uh, world.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fair.
2: We are the children. Oh, you know what he's doing with them <laughs> children. Wow. <laughs> I'm offended.
0: Yes. Okay, let's move on to actual – our final topic here. Uh, by the way, if you uh, – the Bruce Lee, which is – we just took a slight detour here. Uh, but the Bruce Lee book is awesome if you were interested in history and 60s and 70s stars. It, you cannot go wrong. It's, it covers a little bit of everything. Yeah. History, true crime, karate, mysticism, social-political things. It's awesome. I loved it. It was another one of those stay in the car or walk the dog a little bit longer so you could hear more. So, our last topic. Omar, tell us about having sex with robots no sorry love death and robots well
1: i can do both but we'll just talk about okay. love death and robots right now. <laughs> okay um so my first question have you guys seen volume two every episode yes. i i, should, no, I shouldn't one. have said that have you seen all of it like in general because volume one was great too yes we've seen yes. right all we've right. even covered volume one already i, I figured right um couple of little differences uh volume two is only eight episodes to volume one's 18 episodes which i mean that's a really big jump but i think volume two um okay so volume two is getting it's getting a little bit it's taking some hits online i thought it was really good though really? um i the first thing that struck me about this is that uh, even with Volume 1, they did such a great job of making them true short stories. So what I mean by that is when you read, like, real short stories, you know, you you get immediately immersed into that world, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of ends abruptly. Sometimes there's a satisfying ending. Sometimes it just ends abruptly, and and that's what a short story is. These are nothing but animated, truly animated short stories. I, I thought Volume Two was really good. Um, I don't see any issue. I actually
2: liked Volume Two better than Volume One. There you go.
1: Okay. I think your opinion seems to be in the minority, based on what I've seen online. Um, I thought that if you put them all together in one giant volume, nobody would notice. I think it would be. I think. Because that's the whole point. It's an anthology. Each one is completely separate. It has nothing to do with each other. I thought they were really really well done. Some of them are better than others. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, I will say that I noticed um, one of my
2: complaints about season one that did not happen in season two is the gratuitous and unnecessary use of nudity. Now, I'm not a prude or anything. I don't have a wait, problem. Wait, wait.
0: Where's the real Rob? And what have you done with him?
2: <laughs> I don't have a problem with nudity. But there gets to be a point where you're just doing it for shock value. Agreed. It's like, oh, we'll just have this person be naked the whole time. And there were, For the record,
0: listeners, were... Rob is literally not wearing pants now <laughs> while I'm not, saying
2: that. I'm not. But I'm also not being filmed. Um, that I know of. Um, there,
0: you 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 know what I mean, Greg? Because we talked about this when, yeah. when it, there was that one with the like, like the robot prostitute or something.
2: Yeah, it was. It, it, it was. It was.
0: And the style of it was really cool, but it was like, oh, nudity. Again. And that's and then, actually all I. Re- that's all I remember about it too, which is a problem.
2: And then there were scenes that they just showed nudity, and it was like literally just to show nudity. It's, it, it, it had no bearing on the story. It didn't affect the story in any way other than to them say, hey, we animated a boob. Look at this. It's like, that doesn't add anything. What are, why are you... And this one had significantly less nudity. Um, and the stories, I thought, were just as good.
0: Uh, for the record, boob animation is actually f- remarkably difficult. And as a 3D artist, <laughs> I will say that that is one of the most difficult appendages next to the uh, penis and the earlobe to uh, animate. So, can't take you that just back, take, Can't
2: you just take the code from uh, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 or something? Yeah, yeah exactly. The big be, floppy be, dong?
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, th- I guess this came out uh, May 14th, 2021, the right. second season, on Netflix. And... Uh, it's it's a bunch of animated shorts, so you know I just went in and I grabbed some of the names that you might know. Uh, one of the directors and writers of I believe the first one is his name is Meat Department, but I'm assuming that's his you know graphic design name, M E A T D E P T. Michael B Jordan is in this as a voice, and uh, Tim Miller is the person that oversees it, and he's the person that brought Deadpool to our screens in the first place.
1: Well, um, the. <laughs> Because I don't want to give anything away, but I I, I got to tell you that the meat department one, um, it's called Automated Customer Service. That's the first episode of Volume 2. They did a really good job with that because it really grabs you. It's so funny, but it's also so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a Roomba that goes a little bit high, haywire, I guess, without getting too into without it. Oh, we can time. spoil it. We
0: can spoil it. Yeah, we could. It's it's at a uh, retirement community, and right.
1: But and I'm, I'm I love that one. I'm tr- it's it's so good, and I'm trying. To be I, very, I really enjoyed very it. And about spoilers because these are so short, and yeah. I don't. I I would rather entice the listener into watching it than giving too much away. You know, but they're 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 very very good. I like the one entitled um, uh, "Snow in the Desert." That's about a. uh, I don't want to say a hitman, but he's 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 a wanted man, and um, he lives in this like desert like planet, Uh, and again I I can't I I I'm, I'm trying to be so careful about giving away too much.
0: But a lot of these have punchlines. Correct. Like, and there's you like watch the thing, thing, and then boom, yeah. and then it's done.
1: <clears throat> uh, the tall grass was really good. Uh, mm-hmm. When they're on a train, and this, the, one of the passengers sees some lights, and then he goes and investigates the lights, and that turns out to be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. All through the house is the one with Santa.
2: Yeah, I, had to, I loved that one. But it's. Mm,
1: let's just say they reimagined Santa.
0: <laughs> so let, I want to talk about that one real quick because. <laughs> doing what i do i have a lot of friends that are in the film industry and but they're behind the scenes stuff one of which um rob you probably know this you know that one animated sh- like christmas thing that came out on uh netflix or something a while ago it's like maybe 2 years ago and there was like a, there was a christmas animation that came out and it was really stylized i think they did like the the santa with like the the big upper body and the little tiny boots um one of the people I know, I forget what it's called, but I'm sure you've seen images of it. It sounds familiar, yeah. Um one of the people I know worked on that. Okay. And worked on the stylization of it. Because sometimes you animate it normally and then you add like a layer of stuff that makes it look like maybe it's uh everything's a toy or wooden or it's you're looking at it through like foggy lenses. You know, like they do. Wait, mm-hmm. so that's like a second layer? Uh for the most part. I mean sometimes it's textures, but other times like there's just a bunch of extra stuff. So he this person does that. And this person saw all through the house and said and obviously his friends on Facebook or wherever are going to know what he does and said that's my that is my favorite uh, that is my favorite version of Santa that I've ever seen. Really? And I don't think he was kidding.
1: <laughs> that's a very He was
0: like he was like I know what I've done and this is this is my favorite. So he's also a dark crazy person.
1: So. Well, and this is a very dark version of Santa. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not... It, it was very shocking, but it's very the, the, good. The punchline to that one cracked me up. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Life Hutch uh, is like a futuristic space battle thing. With uh, That's the one with Michael B. Jordan. They did a great yep. job, by the way. And, and, Greg, maybe you can tell us how they do this. But the animated character, the main character... I mean, looks exactly like Michael B Jordan like perfectly. Like the like Yeah,
0: it's got I'm, it's got to be life scans, like they scan the whole person and convert it to 3D. Okay. Cuz it's definitely, you know, they it's a lot cheaper to do that now. They literally put someone in a big room and scan them or in a little device and scan them. Rob's actually been scanned like that, and I'm not kidding about that either. Really? So, but the Rob uh, got scanned for a 3D print uh, 3D print. Yeah. I did in my Batman costume. Sure.
1: that's very cool okay I did not know that if
0: I can get it together I'll probably do it for my Darkwing Duck costume too there you go. Nice. And there'll probably be a better printing uh, situation as well um, anyway I, I was really interested in the Drowned Giant like it was it was just a different tone like I, I saw what they were doing but
1: for yeah, some reason I... I was
0: rivet. I was some reason I was riveted by that and it wasn't just because I was trying to see the dong <laughs>
2: yeah, but... well that was part of it though be honest
0: I was wondering how they were going to handle that, to be completely honest, because for a show that had no problem... (laughs) Uh,
2: I see what you did there.
0: For a show that had no problem showing gratuitous nudity in the past, as you've said, they did a really good job of not showing the dong.
2: That's true. Until it was in Formalin at the circus or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was about a giant, just a giant that washed up on a beach, and just like, you know, people freak out when there's like a whale washed up on a beach and they've taken pictures with it and stuff like that. These people are like climbing on this giant, dead giant and whatever. Um, But it was interesting. They they did a lot with camera angles, speaking of camera angles, because you can also make people look bigger with camera angles, Danny Trejo's director.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) By the way, camera angles, yeah, exactly.
0: Like the the, uh, missing hand at that one point, you're like, oh, shit, they didn't show that before.
1: But that's that's the one thing I liked about – the giant one kind of – I don't know. I had mixed feelings about it, but I did like – how they showed how people people do stupid things people just like yeah. like i'm going to give you know just one little thing that's not really a big plot point not not a big plot point but why did they graffiti all over the giants like like skin yeah because that's what people do because people are assholes like it's because it was was more it was like why
0: it became more realistic when you saw that my my big problem with that one was actually the fact that they were just hanging out there when you knew that the smell had to be ungodly bad
1: i thought about that too but moving past that all the stupid things that some of the people did like like you mentioned like removing the hand or whatever i absolutely could see people actually doing that like it I could mm-hmm. see that that would actually happen, and that's one of the things that bothered me about it so much is because it really showed how, how like, w- what idiocy people, like, engage in.
0: That Like, there's going to be an Instagram chick that does the little peace sign picture in front of the, the freaking nose. And
1: doll. and no one's like, going to care that this is – okay, It's some, like it's a giant, and it's this weird anomaly, but it is a dead – thing, person that had feelings Mm -hmm. and thoughts and whatever. And 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 everyone just kind of skips over that. Like they don't care. Yeah. But
0: all in all it's good. You know, it's I Going into this, I was like, ah crap. Because there's you know, when when we do what we do, we have to watch things fast. And we Uh have to watch things closely. And like sometimes do things come out that are Exhausted, like exhausting in their complexity, and we're like, oh crap, this giant sci-fi show. I still have to watch another episode of this, and so on and so forth. So, seeing that it was eight episodes, I was happy. And then watching through it, when I got to the giant one, I'm like, okay, what's next? Because I just let it go straight through, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, it's over. It was like it seemed like eight episodes was perfect.
1: Eight episodes was perfect, and I like that the the shortest there was two that were seven minutes, and there were a couple that were 18 minutes and that was it. Everything in between. Like there were some 11 minute ones that they weren't very long. Um, each one was poignant or whatever in its own way. Even the funny one that, that, that um, the automated customer service, the, 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 the first episode mm-hmm. was really funny and quirky, but it was, if you think about it, it's really freaking dark in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everybody's dealt with some customer service that was like that. Right. One of the best things was, you, um, your your, without giving anything away, your robot blah blah blah, your on hold time is six hours and fourteen minutes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) and the thing's trying to like eat her dog. Yeah,
1: yeah, and she's like, "What the fuck are you serious? Like, how is that possible?
0: (laughs) Like, I love the I love the style of that one because they made them look like they made them look like caricatures. Yeah,
1: their heads were huge, their bodies were smaller. Like, it was just the but they did a good yeah, job of yeah. making look like very old. Like they it was yep. great. It was it was really good. It was it was fantastic. Like I, I couldn't get enough of that. But I think I watched each one of these twice because I really wow. wanted to get like so into them. Snap decision. Which one
2: which individual one was your favorite?
1: Me personally? Yes. God, that's my and Greg. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, automated customer service. The first one with the with the the retirement I'm looking. with the robot, the the Roomba.
0: It's probably that one. The one that make, I was most um, most emotionally like, oh my god, was Pop Squad. Yeah, I knew that was gonna yeah, be Pop Squad. Like I was v- like very concerned that I was gonna have to like I had my hand on the button. Because my, my remote broke from my Amazon Fire thing, so I've been using my phone as my remote. So like, I you have to turn it on and open up the app. And I was like, ready. I'm like, I'm not seeing a, kid, a baby die.
1: Um, they they didn't show it. They did not they show it, but noises. it was more than implied. Like it, they oh, implied yeah. it perfectly well. But here's uh, let me read you something about Pop Squad. And is it me or did I was I not paying attention? It says in a dystopian future, corroded by overpopulation. People trade their rights to procreate with drug induced biological immortality. Did you get anything about trading their rights to procreate?
0: There was a little bit of a comment.
1: Did I miss when the, one of the people says it? What, the other I, what
2: I got was not that they were trading their rights, but that since people were becoming immortal, they weren't allowing any new people to be born. Right. Yeah, but, so but here so it's a be, totally different right i I didn't get that every I didn't get that you know some people were immortal and some people weren't weren't I thought that everyone in the society was immortal, and therefore they couldn't be adding new people to the society because no one ever died
1: right, that even, was what I got, even one of the important people in there said you know I'm two hundred and something years old, right, so it's like because okay. even yeah the poor people were
2: even immortal because the girl at the end said that she was two hundred and some odd years old
1: right. So, so so so
2: it it wasn't it, I've, I'm pretty sure that it was everybody was immortal and as a result um, procreating was illegal because that they couldn't I got. just keep the procreation populating. thing was not yeah.
1: okay but the other part about trading your rights and
0: I think it was not a direct trade like I'll like I'll give you this for this it was more of a look this is the way it's going to be and you're gonna have to give up on this as a result. Right, like we're immortal, society. we can't have people procreating. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's let us close out this thing. Oh wait, you, uh, yeah. So I would say the the one that I was most emotionally freaked out was Pop Squad. The one I laughed at the most was Customer Service. The one I was like most thoughtful about was a Drowned Giant. Um, so My there favorite was one was that stone had really in the desert. Your favorite? There was one that had really good like action sequences. I think that must have been Life Hutch. I think it was snow in the desert. That was the one that had the full out like fight scenes and stuff. Right. They had explosions. Like, there's one that like the when someone got popped in the head, it like boom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was. That was. That uh, one. The, yeah. That we're talking the about action. the one with snow the, in the desert.
1: The big whales in the ice. That
0: was the uh, ice. You're not. That's not the one you mean, right? No, no. Snow no. in the desert was the one with the the dude and the girl.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Where they were fighting in the desert and yes, a couple of people yes, got popped yes, in the that's head. that's right. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, got it.
0: That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. Now we're officially going to get rid of this. Omar, you have to tell them what's happening next week.
1: Oh, my God, I don't know what's happening next week because I have to scroll.
0: You have to scroll. Um, next week. Uh-huh. It has your name right next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Sexy man, you.
1: Remember, you know what? Just write it down in your calendar. You can just put it like a little thing on <laughs> your phone and it'll pop up every Monday because why is Monday great? I mean, Monday suck, but why is Monday great? Because our side, B episode comes out this week. What? We're going to talk about the perils of Gwendolyn and the land of the Yik Yak. Let oh, me say God. that again. In case you missed <laughs> it. Cause I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay. The perils of Gwendolyn and the land of the Yik Yak. Yeah, for real. Okay, we're going to talk about that in depth. In depth. And it stars Tawny Catane. And if you were live in the 80s and you Shwing. were male, you know who Tawny Catane is. Okay? Yeah. And then, of course, our Give Me Five question of the week. Please like, subscribe, review um, our Give Me Five. Go, go, go to giveme5podcast.com find us on Facebook. You can search for the gimme five podcast, gimme five pod at Twitter and Instagram is gimme five podcast. Um, at gmail.com. We want you guys to interact <laughs> with us as much as possible. If you become Patreon members that uh, was mentioned before, you can actually chat with us in real time. But after this episode, you might not want to, <laughs> and that's fair. Leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are using. Um, Omar
2: got around it.
1: Huh? Got around.
2: Greg always screws it up. You can (laughs) become a patron. Omar says you can become a Patreon member. Oh. Which
1: is correct. Good job, Omar. You're so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I practiced in front of a mirror for hours. (laughs) Speaking
0: of smart and looking in a mirror in hours, Rob, I like that shirt you're wearing listeners can't see that right now they cannot but it is a rather awesome design
1: yes but if i were to go to a website to find it what would it be
2: give me five podcast
1: oh sorry yeah it would be give me
2: five podcast.com or you could go to give me five podcast.threadless.com and check out all the other designs we've got a gi joe's design we've got a blockbuster design we've got our regular give me five logo and we are working on a couple more so keep an eye out for those
1: I really do love the G.I. Joe one that you're wearing right now. That's awesome. And by the way, in case you forgot, knowing is half the battle. Yes.
0: (laughs) And thank you for listening.